Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome back to Good Guys Talk Back. This is episode 242. Hey, I'm Nick Morowski. This is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox and Kansas City Royals podcast today. You'll love to hear that. Uh, we do this uh, weekly on Sunday nights on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, pass it along to other Sox fans or Royals fans in your life. Uh, you can find the audio absolutely everywhere. Uh, with me, as always, my very good friend, uh, lifelong Sox fan, Mr. Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Hey, Nick. Uh, you know, it reminds me of when I was in high school. I went to the great, the great Joliet West High School. Oh, yeah. Steel Man, and right? when I was in high school, they uh, they can they joined uh, Joliet West and Joliet Central, and we just had one uh, sports team. Well, we had one football team, one basketball team that we just conjoined. Right, like conjoined twins almost. We turned into we went from being the Joliet West Tigers to being the Joliet Steelmen. Just got mm. rid of the Tigers altogether. We mm. weren't the Tigers anymore. Uh, if you had to want to try out, you were competing against kids from uh, the other school. You were just with one team, right? That's that's maybe what we should do. You just go to uh, the Manford Man and say, <laughs> "Listen, listen, let's just 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 con- conjoin these teams." Uh-huh into one super team and and we can be the the chicago royals and that's all let's just get it done let's just make that motion tonight and make it happen where there's smoke there's fire it's like why not let's just let's all get a petition going let's just let's just do it already rip the band-aid off instead of letting this drag through the off season get the two teams together, create one super city, super team with tons of barbecue. Maybe the sacks will adopt a, uh, a team hall of fame in the left field, which maybe next episode we could bring to the table our nominees uh, for the first induction into the white Sox uh, team hall of fame. Cause you know, it's going that direction if they're bringing all Royal stuff over, which I don't have a problem with, but yeah, it's uh, executives, it's managers, uh, you know, there's been a handful of players uh, that mm-hmm. have worn a, a Royals jersey, a White Sox jersey, uh, you know, uh, some recently. And, and and you know, we've got uh, Ben Attendee. He came over in the offseason. That was the big uh, the big ticket item. He had some experience in a KC uh, Royals <laughs> uniform. I, I like how you say that. The big ticket item. Yeah. Hold on to your hats. Exactly. Um, Here comes Andrew and, Ben Attendee, which we liked at the time, right? Which you, when you, it happened, you go... Oh, okay. Uh, you're solidifying with an actual outfielder. Okay. Uh, show me a little bit more and we'll, we'll get excited. And then, and that was it. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I had a feeling that they might've said something to Pedro Grifol. Maybe they said, you know, Hey, or maybe it was Kenny and Kenny said, don't tell Rick, I'm, I'm saying this to you. Okay. <laughs> and then maybe Rick came to Pedro and was like, Kenny does not need to know this. This is just between me and you. Uh, and they're like, pick a couple guys, you know, pick a couple people maybe on your wish list uh, during free agency. And I thought, you know, it made sense. Uh, I probably maybe I would have liked a, a different outfielder, but I, it made sense to me because Griffol, you know, I know Andrew Benatendi. I know what he might bring. We need a left fielder, a lefty bat. Of course, the hand injury stuff was uh, a problem and I think continued uh, during the season. But uh, the one that was... 
a little it's ended up being extremely confusing uh but another i think a wish list item for pedro Grifol was hanser alberto uh, i've seen him in a royals <laughs> uniform i gotta get no, are we gonna I talk got... about hanser alberto tonight nick <laughs> no i didn't I, know if i was prepared for that i gotta get my hands in some hanser alberto He's got to be on this team. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? uh, You know, he was the king of the Cactus League. He had a great spring. Uh, I I felt like, okay, this this makes sense. He knows Hanser Alberto. They've got a relationship. That went horribly wrong. Uh, And and so, you know, we start off this episode here with, you know, and I've heard these rumors. You've heard these rumors, uh, you know, but it's, when it gets stronger like this, you just know what's happening. You, you just know this is this is where it's headed. We just need the whisperer Nightingale to to put something out, uh, and then it's a sealed a sealed deal. But I saw this on the score. As a, I know a lot of people have, they've talked about it. You know, we're going to rip through as much as we can here in this episode. Uh, but the White Sox are eyeing uh, pursuits of Salvador Perez and Whit Merrifield of this offseason. Sources say, and that was. Uh, uh, from the score 670. So just initial reactions, Pat, you know, from this recent rumor and maybe just how, how has this been sitting with you, uh, Perez? And let's go with Perez first, because Merrifield has been mm-hmm. talked about a little bit uh, in the past, but now it's it's coming on strong again. Well, Salvador Perez, by, by all men, by, by a lot of metrics, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've looked at all of them, but from what I understand and what I've heard, is considered one of the worst uh, defensive catchers in all of baseball, right? And uh, by all means, no spring chicken. Didn't we just go through um, a, la- a couple of years of a terrible defensive catcher that is no spring chicken that can't really move around behind the plate anymore? Okay, yeah, that's true. And, and his uh, diminishing returns in terms of what he could provide offensively uh, was putrid uh, by the end. Now, Salvador Perez can still put a charge in, can still put a, a ball in the seats, that's for sure. I'm sure he can still do that for another maybe one or two years. Um, but I don't know that you'd have to trade for Salvador Perez, correct? correct. There, there, there's not there's this a lot of money involved agent. in that. This, yeah. yeah, this isn't a this isn't a free agency type of situation. I don't know why you'd want to give up any assets for a Salvador Perez. If you need I'm I'm assuming you want him because of what he brings in terms of leadership, which you could talk me into a little bit. If if you have a team that's deprived as we are in terms of who is a leader on this team, who can we turn to? If you could say, well, you know, those things could be solved with Salvador Perez. I I suppose you could talk me into that. Um, I just don't like giving up assets to get that in terms of diminishing returns on a player. I'd rather just, you know, you know, he's not going to do this, but if he's that great, you know, once he retires, have him come on to your coaching staff at some point. I don't know. Is that crazy for me to think that I I don't think we're a Salvador Perez away from contending? We're not. And and that's a whole nother, you know, that's a different tangent. Uh, Are the Sox really serious in 2024? You know, of course, there was all that lip service uh, in September. When Ket, uh, especially when Getz came on board and Grafol was beating that drum of we're going to contend in 2024, blah, blah, blah. That that died down quite a bit. And I think someone might have whispered something to Grafol like, hey, guy, um, you know, stop already with all of that. Uh, I know you're trying to drum up some things. We appreciate it. But 
you know, we got to do this deep dive first. This whole deep dive needs to be done and, and gets talked about that. Uh, so, I, again, if they look themselves in the mirror, they're not going to be serious contenders, even for the division in 2024. You have so many question marks uh, in the pitching staff, the bullpen. You know, you've got to still figure out other other positions, uh, key positions like second base and right field, which, you know, could be a Merrifield, which we'll get to in a little bit. But the Perez thing, do you want to hear do you want to hear the quote, the stuff that he has said about Pedro Grifol? Do you want me to get into some? Oh, trying gosh, to maybe sell it. you on some of the numbers or, or maybe some of the positives. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, so, the, so when uh, Pedro Grifol was hired uh, in November, 2022, uh, a very confusing, interesting hire uh, to say the least. Uh, Salvador Perez came out and said a bunch of different things about Pedro Grifol uh, in support uh, that he finally got a managerial job. So a uh, lot of lot of different things. Uh, so I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, this is uh, Salvador uh, Perez. Uh, I'm here because the way Pedro helped me and the way he talked to me and the relationship I have with him, uh, he always taught me the right way today. I can say he helped me a lot. I've got five gold gloves, and I think four of them are because of Pedro, the way he kind of worked with me, the way he always was talking to me, like keeping your head in the game situations, staying on top of it, even in the offseason. He meant a lot to me. I appreciate him for a lot of things. Uh, when I got the opportunity to meet Pedro for the first time, uh, after that, he's been kind of my dad. Uh, Perez said uh, he's helped me with anything. So that's kind of our relationship. Pedro has always said good players make good coaches. Uh, he always told me that, but I think it's the opposite. Uh, Perez said, I think hmm. good coaches hmm. make good players and he's the best. Uh, th that is oh. not, that is, oh. Oh. <laughs> that is uh, don't get, that. that's don't, be confusing that with a Pedro Grifol quote of the week. I still have that oh, later in the show. Goodness. That's a, more of the Perez uh, quote of the week. So that's a lot there, okay, gushing over a guy like Pedro Grifol. Now, I have no doubt in my mind Pedro Grifol uh, went to Getz or, or somebody and said, I need some of my guys. I need more of my guys. Uh, you know, I, I need people that can help me with leadership, with culture, whatever, which – is troubling that, of course, Pedro Grifol can't do this as the manager. That's where it should be at. So you're going to try to bring in uh, Salvador Perez, which they have a a strong relationship, uh, a father son like relationship, and you know you're going to get a guy maybe that you know multiple All Star appearances, uh, World Series. I can play some first base, DH, a catcher, of course, oh, not as because we don't have enough of those. I don't know. <laughs> enough of those Dude, hybrid gracious. clubs in your bag. Uh, we need those uh, guys. Yeah, um, you know, he, he he had some pop in his bat. I mean, twenty three home runs last year, but for the White Sox, that's like whoa, wow, you'd yeah. be you'd be right up there. But I mean, when you put it in comparison, eh, you're you're not getting too excited about that. Not too many years removed from from close to 50, if I am remembering correctly, but I don't think we're going to see that from him anytime soon again. Uh, and account, of course the Grifol connection. So that's why you're, you're hearing this because that's the pitch that Grifol probably gave to management and gets is familiar with, uh, with Salvador Perez. Uh, but uh, you know, I echo all of the downsides that, that you have, you know, the age, the defensive liability, 
Uh, it's not a long-term solution. So if you're really going to go that route, and not to mention the expense and how much money, and because I don't think the Royals are going to eat a lot of that contract, uh, and what you're going to, what, what are you going to be giving up? Um, you're you're basically saying, look, 2024 is not our year, and I don't even know if 2025 is our year, but we're going to get somebody in here until we can really figure out the catcher position uh, that can work really well, that can be you know a commander out there that Grafol completely trusts. He needs that because he has no idea what he's doing otherwise. So that there, that's that's your Salvador Perez pitch. Yeah, and and I don't know why uh, the Royals, from their standpoint, they're, they're going to be asking for a premium, right? You're trading within division. You're going to want to take the the White Sox to task and whatever they have. Now, uh, we know that this this um, you know the the system that we have is not ranked very highly. It's it's probably in the twenties, in the mid twenties, in terms of you know, where they're at in terms of their farm system, if I'm not mistaken. So you're going to trade off of that, uh, some some top players to get a Salvador Perez. I'm just guessing, right? I don't think the Royals are going to go on the cheap for a team within the division, even though, you know, we're pushing for them to become one super team. I don't think they're going to let the Sox off the hook and just take a, a, you know, take Salvador Perez for a song, right? So it just, yeah. to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, we are fans of the Chicago White Sox, Nick. So not a lot of, thing, a lot of things have made sense over our, our lifetime. This, this, this need, this penchant, this, this crutch to have to continually rip from the Royals mm-hmm. because that's where Getz is comfortable. That's where a lot of the coaches and now some of the executives and Pedro Grafol uh, you had mentioned it to me just as we were kind of texting this past week, which is is – you spot on it's lazy yeah it's flat out lazy it's you're just so comfortable you know take a risk and that has been the jerry way right mm-hmm. is i'm not going to go out and I, i'm not going to go anybody out of the organization get anybody that that really knows what's going on here that's of course going to cost some money because they're going to want to bring in some other smart people that i'm not familiar with and and, and no 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 no. i i need to keep things really really tight i need to keep it really close and and that's the way gets and grafol seem to be going so yeah, a comment about uh <laughs> perez with his experience in right field he doesn't have experience in right field but you know what the white Sox will probably try to make him a right fielder <laughs> you know what salvi we're bullish on your abilities uh, to possibly learn that position uh, and, without uh, a daryl boston you know, though to, to mold him true. there i mean that's really, true that's, You'd be, uh, it'd be really, you know, a great point, just terrible uh, opportunity. Great point. So. Without the unbelievable outfield leadership and coaching of a Daryl Boston, there's no way Salvador Perez could figure that position it's out. Too late. He's a year point. late. He's a year, he's a year late. <laughs> oh man. Excellent point. Uh, so here's your free agent catcher. So if you're thinking, well, maybe, the Sacks will, will upgrade, you know, they'll throw some money at somebody if you're not in love with, you know, <laughs> what, hold on. Sorry, I know. I just said, oh, I just, Nick, I, I just heard myself too. I, yeah. Maybe the Sacks yeah. will throw money at Yeah. Somebody. I just, go I ahead. Just I heard didn't it mean too. To really no. <laughs> uh, so Gary Sanchez mm-hmm. uh, could be available, uh, 31 years old, uh, 3.0 war. Uh, what is it, of course, good for? Uh, Mitch Garver, uh, Victor Carantini. Jan Gomes, uh, there's a club option for Jan. 
Uh, hey, old friend uh, Omar Narvaez might be available. Uh, you can grab him. Uh, Austin Hedges. Uh, then I go down the line to Yasmati Grandal. Uh, 35 oh. years old might maybe just bring Yasmati Grandal back and, uh, and then do just do one of those moves. Uh, so there's not a lot available, okay, in free agency. So you, maybe there's a trade, and that trade uh, very well could be uh, Salvador Perez. Well, somebody's got to catch, Nick. I mean, uh, I mean, you can't just throw it to the backstop, I suppose. So somebody has to be back there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Again, I, I would rather, I, I'd rather go into the season with whatever the hell they have in the system, and with Corey Lee, and just say effort because I, I just can't see giving up assets for any of those guys. Right. You're, you're talking about free agency, right? You just rattle off a bunch of free agents. Um, I, I guess you bring in one of those guys on, on somewhat of a, a cost efficient deal to, to be your catcher or, you know, you're 60% of the time, 70% of the time catcher. I guess that's okay. None of that screams like go for it. Right. It's, it's, it's his new talk. It's called, he's called go for it. Remember that is uh, Pat Foley. Yeah, of course. He's been down in the basement for three speaker. hours or eight it's, hours it's, drinking he's coffee. He's got a new message. Yeah. It's called go for it. It's called go for it. And the sacks aren't going to be going for it, you know, cause they're going to, they're going to pitch you the core. Like we still have this core. We still rely on this core. We mm -hmm. still uh, are confident in this core and, and that's the core offensively and, and, of course, defensively out there, position players. But where are your pitchers at? What's your starting rotation going to look like? Where's your depth there? Yeah. What's the bullpen going to look like? I wonder, you know? though, Nick, you know, you talk about the core uh, and what is it good for as well. Yeah. Um, and you talk about Yasmani Grandal, you know, not coming back to this team. His, his deal is up. He's a free agent. I would be shocked if there was any scenario in which they – you know, we go back and re-sign him or bring yeah, him back. I, yeah. um, that would be crazy time for me. I, I don't get the feeling that was, he was real, well liked in that clubhouse for whatever reason. You know, the, the whole thing with Tim Anderson, maybe it was a Tim thing. Um, there was talks about him not doing great with the pitching staff. I wonder if some of these subtractions from the quote-unquote core could ultimately spurn, you know, into a positive in the future. You know, maybe some of these bad apples that are that are out or on their way out, maybe that makes us better as a group. Maybe that galvanizes this team. So that'll be interesting interesting to see. Oh, Zach Collins. This is really, I, I know. I, I was I was with you. I was listening. 21. I Please, <laughs> you you now have to do like you know, ten push ups for bringing up Zach Collins. Uh, I, I regurgitated. I had a little throw up uh, in my mouth from Zach Collins. Zach Collins, uh, the I can get to the warning track power. Zach Collins. He needs Zach Collins needs to become a royal first. They need to pick him up for just <laughs> just a minute, just a cup of coffee, and then the sack's like, yeah, I think we should probably revisit it. Yep, Look at him we in definitely need blue. to revisit this one now. Look what the oh, Ro Royals baby. obviously saw something in Zach Collins. We should definitely take another look at him. Um, yeah, I, I, again, it, you know, it's, uh, it, again, even with the division, even with the AL Central, all this other stuff, um, that's what makes this the, so laughable about competing. Oh, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be right back in there in 2024. Just, 
not when you look at all this stuff that's going on in terms of, you know, the needs, not only the needs that you've always needed, but now the new needs, you know, it just to, just to not only just, just keep up with Minnesota, but to just to leap that. I don't, I don't see how that's, you know, that's going to happen. And then there's Speaking some major Minnesota, decisions. Did you take yeah. any joy in Minnesota uh, exiting the, the Did playoffs? I take any joy? I took yeah. immense amount of joy. Yeah. Um, are you on the side of rooting for uh, Houston as we stand? Absolutely they are down not. down to nothing as we speak. Absolutely but. not. Um, it was good to see Jose Abreu knock a few out of the ballpark to help the cause and get rid of the Twins. And, hey, I always have a special place in my heart, always, for Jose Abreu. Wish him well. A little salty how things ended uh, in a White Sox uniform last year. Um, but I, I want to see the Rangers. I cannot, I cannot root for the Houston Astros. Okay. That's all right. I mean, to derail you. Just no. To, Are you on the Houston I, train? Are you? I'm not really on okay. a Houston train. It, it wouldn't bother me to see Jose Abreu win and be successful. But, but I'm everybody not. else then from Houston has to also win. It's not like Jose just goes that. and advances and plays. <laughs> Are I'm aware. you aware of Thank that you. concept? I'm aware how the sport works. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, well. You know, there's been a lot of changes since the last. I know the rules have changed. It's hard to keep up with everything. The shifts and not being allowed. Yeah, you You thought you thought that the team had an option of. (laughs) We're just going to have one player, one man along, if that's okay. It's okay if you thought that. It is fine. Um, Yeah, go Rangers uh, for sure. Uh, So let's let's visit this Whit Merrifield uh, situation here. Mm -hmm. So, eighteen million dollar option. Uh, here, a $500,000 buyout, uh, if I uh, did that research correct. Uh, he's got some speed. He's got some durability, something that Chris Getz uh, talked about, which is another thing with Salvi Perez. If you want to be athletic and you want some speed, I don't know if Salvi you know, checks those boxes uh, uh, anymore. But Merrifield, okay, he's got some speed. He plays a lot of games, uh, all-star last season, uh, obviously familiar with Grafol. You know, that, that's a biggie. Second base, left field, right field, 35 years old, I believe, uh, you know, when the season starts. So, again, uh, there are I I would say that there are more uh, they're more welcoming second base free agents uh, than opposed to what the the catcher situation. Uh, But what Merrifield, that's someone that I was I I was a little intrigued about maybe a few years ago. of Like, okay, this will this will answer some things. Uh, but I, I don't know uh, if it's just for that, that, that reason to like, you know, we've got to get back to where we're comfortable. We know what Merrifield and that's only the way we can operate is by bringing in people that we know. I don't know. I think I could stomach the Whit Merrifield way more than a Salvi Perez. Yeah, I could too. Uh, cause that actually fills probably a, a larger need, a guy that, uh, you know, it, 11 home runs last year at second base uh, in the two seventies in terms of average is probably going to provide you a lot more in a day in a day out basis than uh, Salvador Perez with diminishing returns behind the plate. Um, and you know, uh, you know how the catchers in terms of their bodies hold up after, after so long. So um, I'm okay. I'm a little bit okay with that. You know, you can, you can the, the tongue in cheek and laughing aside about him being a former Royal um, I think that one's more about it's just happenstance. If you're just looking at Whit Merrifield as a, as a guy and a, and a guy to fill a need, I th- I think that's okay. Again, it doesn't scream 
let's go for it. Let's go win the division. You're not signing the highest paid best second baseman in the league in terms of who's on the free agent market, which this free agent class isn't all that spectacular uh, anyway. Um, But again, that's, that's a move that you make Nick, in my opinion, that's like, okay, we've got just about everything covered. We kind of need a second baseman. We don't really have something in the system. Uh, but this will really kind of solidify us from a brick and mortar standpoint, right? We need, we need, we need guys to fill out the roster and we need solid defensive players that, that are, are pros, right? We need pros, pros. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's a move you make in my opinion, when you're at or ready to take over the division, the move for this is like, okay, that's great. But how, how much further can that get you? Is that going to get you? How many more wins is that going to get a 61 win team, right? Is that going to all of a sudden turn you from 40 games under to 10 over? Is it a 50 swing uh, type of type of move? (laughs) No, it's not. It's really not. So I I understand it and I can get behind it a little bit more than the Salvador Perez and giving up assets to get a guy. But again, it doesn't really, it it doesn't, it's not going to excite me. Um, You know, what does excite me? is watching the Philadelphia Phillies with with three guys that I wish the Sox had actually gotten. And watching a guy and listening to him in press conferences, Bryce Harper, that's the leadership and and that's the 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 type of player that this fan base would have just been, you know, salivating over for years and would have overcome a lot of the crap that we've seen and be able to take guys, you know, by the back of the by the back of the neck and say follow me. You follow me and we're going to win, right? That, those are the guys you invest in. And you look at what he's been able to do in big situations and spotlight situations, and you just go, oh, man, we, we really we really effed that up a long time ago. So this move in a Whit Mirrorfield doesn't provide that. But moves like that that are now gone and you can never get it back are the ones that really make a difference in your organization. It is just an absolute shame that Bryce Harper – never put on a Royals uniform. I mean, that, that would have been a fun <laughs> deal. They would have locked that up. Uh, it, would have been, it would have been all over. What well, if Kenny was here, up. we'd get Bryce Harper when he's about 45. <laughs> we finally got him. Yeah. Yeah. We finally, at, at the deadline for like, yeah. you know, we're 12 games under and we're going to make one more push here. And 45-year-old Bryce, he's going to do it. Uh, second base free, free agents, uh, like you had mentioned, uh, pretty thin um, Elvis Andrews, uh, oh, good. Yep. bring no, it back. Yeah. Elvis Andrews. Got it. Say, thank you, sir. Um, have, have Jorge nice Polanco. We have your resume uh, on file. We appreciate it. <laughs> we are well aware of your skills. Uh, Tony Kemp, Colton Wong, Adam Frazier, two guys right there uh, that have been rumored to the White Sox for, for several seasons. Uh, Wong and Frazier, uh, Jonathan Scope. Uh, he was somebody that I think we were all interested in, uh, you know, getting him. I mean, he always was hurting the White Sox. Josh Harrison, bring back uh, oh, Josh Harrison. Can't see on his feet. Josh yeah, Harrison. Skating Always around there. And sliding and all over and the Sliding place. over there. It's like, and, and these last two names are, are, are outstanding. Hanser Alberto, um, mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> yes. he's out there and available. Okay. And, uh, oh, Surprising. Pat. Oh, Pat. At 33 years old, a minus one point, uh, one war. Uh, the legend. Larry Garcia uh, oh, is out there. Boy. Well, so. that uh, any of those, any of those would just be, you know, fantastic. Uh, w- w- would you rather time? Would you rather have uh, 
Josh Harrison or, or Leary Garcia. I would rather have Josh Harrison. Okay. Yeah. You I just can't revisit it. I can't it's, revisit you can't, you can't the legend. Can't go back to the well. Can't go back to that. You know, I can't see any more highlights of the home run. I was there. I was mm-hmm. there in game three. You were there. Mm-hmm. It was it was a wonderful night. It was a moment. It sure was a moment. Should have had a lot more of those moments. Uh, but that is where we are. And, and, we, and if we have time, we'll talk a little anniversary because there's some interesting anniversaries in White Sox fandom that are uh, should be celebrated. But but that's what we have as Sox fans, you know. So I'm not nothing against you know, man, reliving some of those videos and everything. But I, I can't go. I can't go back yeah. to the. Uh, but the Sox will. I'm sure they'll they'll kick the tires on that. Um, you know, they'll do a deep dive and see if maybe he's uh, he's an opportunity. Um, so I still subscribe to the Athletic. I don't know why, but you know, there's still articles that come. That, you know, just baseball in general. Jim Bowden had an article this past week ranking uh, uh, ranking the uh, 18 teams that did not make the postseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of the 18 teams, he put the White Sox at 15. Uh, and this is there's uh, three teams worse. I know. How in the world I is that know. possible? Who is it? Oakland? Who are the Royals, three teams worse? I think the Royals. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think Colorado uh, might have been worse as we well. We are in fantastic um, company. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this was the uh, the blurb here. Uh, the White Sox fired their top baseball execs, uh, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, and replaced them with incoming GM Chris Getz. He is expected to be aggressive this offseason in be rebuilding aggressive. Be, be uh, aggressive. the okay. major league team and has already told his peers and other front offices that are there are no untouchables on the roster, mm-hmm. although it's unlikely he'd consider moving uh, Robert Jr. Uh, the White Sox are hoping to get the White I love this line. The White Sox are hoping to get more out of Aloy Jimenez Yoan Moncada and Andrew Vaughn next year and want to focus on improving the team's defense and clubhouse culture. They also must significantly improve the rotation before they can contend again. So, uh, you know, going back to what we discussed at the top of this episode, it's no surprise to any Sox fan that's been paying attention. This is, we're, we're kind of, we're on the cusp here of a rebuild and remodel, retool, whatever, but in terms of contention in 2024, that's not a focus. It's getting things right. And, mm-hmm. and, and I would agree clubhouse culture and, and the, all that other stuff that not just, not even just talent, but all those other things that they're trying to mitigate, man, that's a lot. That's a lot on Getz's plate. I, I, I mean, you subscribe to them and the athletic always puts out great stuff. Okay. I, I'm not a subscriber, but you are, thank God, because you read all the stuff for me and I appreciate that. That's, it's a really one way relationship here in the terms of the reading for this show. So I appreciate <laughs> what you do, yeah, that's a good um, way of saying it. Yeah. but really all they have to do, all they had to do was take whatever they wrote last year and edit out and just put in, they got rid of Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. And it's just true. put the same thing. And it's they did true. it the same thing from the year before. We need to get more out of this guy, this guy, and this guy. And culture and clubhouse and da-da-da. Boom. Every year. You can just do the same thing. Just keep it on file. Make sure you put it on a, on a not on a floppy disk, because that's a little bit old, but put it on a thumb drive or whatever you, what have you. 
and, and just put it in next year and go yeah. backspace, 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 mm-hmm. backspace. Mm-hmm. And then you put it, Chris Getz is going to have to get more out of you on my Not only are you well, trying to put it on a floppy disk, but the noises that you made for your computer, I'm worried about what kind of device you're using. <laughs> if it's making those noises, yeah. But that's how that's how long this has been going on. It's mm-hmm. just copy paste, change the date, change the year, and just you know uh, print it because this is what has been going on with this thing <clears throat> over and over. Who again. the hell are the, who the hell is anybody fooling? Like uh, I'm, I'm sure there's fans. Like if we read something about a, a team that we don't follow every day. And you go, oh, it seems like uh, the Rockies are, are really going to be uh, going for it this year. They're going to be, they have a new uh, GM and and they're going to get more out of this guy. And maybe they're going to do something uh, different with Chris Bryant. I don't even know if he's still playing these days. But, you know, you could read all that as a, as a fan of, of, you know, not a fan of the team. And you go, oh, okay, you could kind of be brought into the, wow, the Rockies are really going to do some things this year. It looks like they have a plan and they've alerted people. We're telling the rest of the league that we're going to be aggressive and nobody's untouchable. Man, that sounds amazing. But we know we're not fooled. You and I are not going to be fooled anymore by what we see or what we hear. It's really just going to be about reacting to what we see on a day-in-day-out basis, not all the crap that goes into into the offseason. But we'll get caught up into it and we'll have something to talk about this winter. But it's just amazing. There's nothing, there's no news there to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the untouchable stuff, we've been hearing it for a while. Uh, the aggressive in, in free agents or the this offseason, I, I don't see it. it I, and I think that could be a, a difference of opinion. Like, what do they mean by aggressive? You know, are they going to gobble up, you know, take flyers on a bunch of different reclamation projects? And, wow, we were really aggressive. I think we can really turn some of these arms into something for our bullpen. And, you know, we got Bannister and Katz working in shifts in the lab. You know, they're going to get these guys right. We have been aggressive. Where to you and me and to a bunch of other diehard Sox fans is like, no, that's not what we want. Well, you see, this is the perfect year. This is the perfect offseason type of year for the White Sox so because there aren't any big fish. So you don't have to be you know, fooled in the fact that they're actually going to play in this big pool of other teams and have to pay people. It's going to be a lot of people. You're going to overpay always for free agents, but you've got a lot of money coming off the books you know, this year and, and guys that aren't returning. So it can you can be deceived in a lot of activity that you're going to be paying a lot of money for guys that aren't going to be as good, but it'll look as though they were aggressive in free agency because they're going to have to be in order to fill holes. Because they aren't coming from the system, right? So do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's it's not yeah. a year in which is, there's like five or six guys or ten guys, and it's like okay, a lot of teams are going to be going after. There's going to be a lot of money and a lot of uh, aggressive moves to be made, and you know the market's going to be set and all this other crap that we'd have to hear about. It's it's a lot of just you know it's not a a, a flashy year in terms of free agents so the Sox are going to make probably several moves and it's going to be a lot of activity overpaying for a lot of guys that you know probably don't deserve that money but you have to in free agency and then it'll be spun in we were aggressive and we spent money this offseason that's how it'll be spun yeah there are some arms out there though that i i am intrigued by i that i wish they would invest in pitching there's some pitching availability in free agency that's kind of exciting and i can go over that in in a second i was reading something from scott gregor 
Uh, he writes for the uh, Daily Herald. I, I think he's the longest tenured White Sox beat reporter. I think he's got Merkin by maybe a couple of years, I mm. think. Uh, Scott Greger came on the, the podcast a few years ago yep. uh, and gave us some of his time. And I followed what, what he has been writing for, for a long time. And he he wrote something, uh, kind of an op-ed of five pieces of advice for Getz. Uh, you know, one of his points was to keep Anderson – uh, he said Getz should give him one more season and number one prospect Colson Montgomery will be ready to take over at shortstop after that. Uh, and and Colson Montgomery has been, you know, exciting some folks uh, out there in, in, mm-hmm. in the, in the uh, desert uh, with what he's been doing with his bat. I can't get, I can't get up for it right now. Can't get up for the letdown uh, at this point because, you know, we've seen it before, you know, like, Hey, I, I rate, I'm reading everything about like this, this guy could be the real deal and, and that's exciting, you know, but I really just have to pump the brakes. You know, it, we, we've done this before with different rookies and, and different situations. So I I'm just, okay. That, that's, that's great. Just stay healthy mm-hmm. then just stay <laughs> healthy and, and keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, you mm-hmm. know, and then, and then we'll, we'll see what you've got in the cactus league. You know, we'll see what happens, you know, and I'm just going to try to trust, you know, the, the new executives, the front office, but I, I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't no. like, st- get too amped right now because I've been burned. We've all been burned way too many times. Well, getting excited about a guy that's, that, that's, you know, doing well in fall ball is, is probably uh, not good for one's health, right? Let's, let's not get overly excited <laughs> about a guy that's you know you know cleaning up against other guys in fall ball and, and empty stadiums and and that kind of thing now what i i'd rather have him doing this than than performing poorly right this is good this, of it's course. not a bad thing of i don't course. mean to yeah. uh you know piss all over his his cheerios here but i'm with you let him get the at-bats let him get the time let's not rush this along there's no need to move him along right now unless you're planning on putting him uh you know in a different position outside of shortstop You've got a shortstop seemingly right now, but that's a, that'll be another story for another day. Uh, there's no reason to move him along too fast because I fear that's what they did with Andrew Vaughn. It was the can't miss guy. Let's get him move through quickly. Even that went, even though that went against seemingly what Rick Garrett and Kenny Crochet, o- can you make it? Yeah, it, it went against seemingly what they're they've always said, which was let's let them succeed and fail in the minors. X amount of at bats, X, X amount of appearances all this other stuff that we always heard. But with Andrew Vaughn, it seemed to be like, well, let's keep him. Come on, come on. This guy's too good. We can't keep him down here type of thing. Stick to your plan. Whatever your plan is, stick to it, right? Let it be the same way for everybody. Let them go through whatever your vision is for this organization. Let that all play out and then bring him along. Especially because 2024, I do not think there's a pressing need. You know, this isn't a... Hey, you know, he, he could be, he could be the missing piece. Like we're here. We're just at the beginning. Let, let's get him. Let's get him going. Like, no, don't need to rush it for 2024. I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I know Anderson's open to moving to second. Um, and you know, yeah, I, that, that's a big one. That, that's a biggie to still, you know, when, whenever that drops this off season, that, that there's going to be some, there's a lot of content to go through with that. Uh, that's a big decision coming. Um, so of course, you know, Gregor talks about finding uh, pitching and you got, man, you got a lot of, you got a lot of arms out there. I mean, Aaron Nola, you know, 
31 years old. Like, got he's got the experience. Uh, Blake Snell, Sonny Gray, um, Jordan Montgomery, who is pitching tonight. Um, that guy's going to make some money. He's yeah. going to make some money. Unfortunately, it's not going to be with the White Sox, but boy. Uh, he would look good in, in the rotation. Um, Maybe we could pay him in Comiskey cash. Gosh. <laughs> He'd like to and, pay you and this I, amount of money in regular dollars. Love, but let me tell you what we can do with Comiskey cash. Uh, that, that would be a sweetened deal. How about it? Yeah. And and I would love if Getz was straight-faced and said that. Like <laughs> It was a really – it was a very handsome deal. Um, we made it very attractive. The amount of Comiskey cash that he was going to take home, his kids and family and relatives would have eaten free at the ballpark for years. So if you're going to turn your nose up to that much much Comiskey cash, sorry, maybe the South Side's not for you. And just yeah. really just sold it that way. They could have uh, lived like sultans right there. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony the Rusev's way and or whatever someone, it was, and then someone tells Getz, you know what? We don't even offer Comiskey cash anymore. That's not even a thing. <laughs> that went away a long uh, what time. What do the Royals ago, do? Getz. Is it Royals? What is the Roy- What are the Royals, Royals or something? <laughs> what do the Royals do? Um, yeah, there's got to be some sort of <laughs> Kaufman cash or something. Uh, something's going on that. We'll just do that. Uh, you know, uh, what else we got? Zach Ranky. Hey, we could bring in Zach Ranky. Oh, boy. Zach Ranky, Salvador yeah. Perez. Yes. Get yeah. that battery back in action. How long can Zach Ranky actually pitch for? Can he just go? He's a little bit odd. Uh, can he just go away? I'm, I'm ready for Zach Ranky to be away. Just do whatever you would normally do with your life, sir. I, I think he is just, you know, he, he's not, he, he lulls you to sleep. The, the times he has pitched against the White Sox this yeah. past year, I mean, he just, you know, his his, his off-speed stuff, he's mixing things up. I mean, he was really keeping the Sox off balance, which is not a difficult thing to do no. at, at all, but that's where he's at. I mean, you, that all max effort stuff, that's long gone. He is just hitting spots, mixing things up, a couple of here and there. Cunning and guile, man. And uh, you know, you bring Salvi in, okay. You bring Granky in. You got yourself ball club right now. Oh, look out you know? now. Look out. <laughs> look out, Tigers. We got your number. Yeah. We're gonna be leapfrogging you anytime soon. Yeah. So eh, there's a bunch of other there, there's some arms out there. I mean, Dallas Keichel, Vince Vas uh, oh. uh oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Dallas Keuchel and Velasquez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Vince. Mercy. Uh, yeah, you got uh, Jake Odorizzi. Uh, you know, th- there's some arms out there that I, I think if the Sox are going to invest some money, try to get some pitchers, man. You know, try to get some arms. They're not obviously. Uh, Jerry told us that you know no one, no one in the White Sox organization is going after Otani. That's not going to happen nor should anybody think that that was ever going to happen ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, you, you, you know, if you want to get a bunch of listens though, this is what you do. You, you, if you want, if you got a podcast, if you've got a Sox podcast, this is what you do. You put in your title Otani to the Sox question, white Sox question mark. That thing will blow up. Um, and it's just completely. Why aren't we just, doing that then? Because <laughs> it's, 
it is no it is it's all just on the surface we've got enough fans we don't need yeah. any more oh, we don't need, yeah. need any johnny come lately's no we got here, our we're our true blue listeners and fans not god here. bless every single one not of them. here um so uh gregor after after keeping anderson go after pitching uh more mancata question mark he didn't really uh pick a side but uh it's more of hey this guy's owed a lot of money he finished the year uh, strong, but Brian Ramos, uh, Scott Gregor wrote, a uh, prospect on the rise, uh, should be ready to step in at third base at some point in 2024. Hmm. So, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Duly look, noted. Look, look uh-huh. I see. Look for that, Mankata. Watch out, man. Uh, well, Ramos you know that Mankata is going to spend uh, several weeks on the IR, right? So well, I'm sure we'll see somebody at third base eventually. Uh, it's got to happen. Yeah. It's not going to be Jake Berger. Uh, it's gone. not. Oh, that's right. He no, was he unceremoniously gone. traded away yeah. um, by the executive that's no longer here, which again goes back to why did you let those guys stay there and make decisions Thank you. Um, for your ball club for the future yep. that aren't, aren't currently here. Stupid, wow. stupid, stupid. Just so dumb. Uh, pass on Clevenger, uh, Scott Gregor says, and, uh, and then spend smart. So that's, uh, you know what? I will say this about Clevenger, uh, you know, put all the controversial part about it aside. Uh, when he was available, I can't say that he was, yeah, I I think we got out of him what I would expect out of a fifth starter. Would, would you say that's correct? You know, I was going to, I had a laundry list of stuff in the last episode that I missed on with our predictions, but I wasn't expecting much at all, uh, Mm. from, from Mike Clevenger, based on, you know, what I heard from, you know, Padres folks and, you know, the injury stuff and, and still not feeling right. And, and then of course, all the off season stuff, I just thought it was going to be too much for him. I mean, he, he was one of our more reliable starters for a while mm-hmm. there, especially after Giolito left. So, you know, he says he wants to come back. Uh, you know, could there be some, some other team that's like, you know what, we really would like to pay you uh, some serious money. So, um, you know, I, yeah, Scott Gregor says no, but you're going to need arms. Socks are going to need arms. Um, and I, Grafol definitely talked highly of Clevenger down, down the line there. Mm-hmm. Spending smart. Um, that's not really been the white Sox way, you know, how they've been, how they've been throwing money around to man, how much they spent on the bullpen. And then that Lurie Garcia contract and, and of course there's been so many others that really confuse just what, what are, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with this? Cause you know, you don't have a lot of it to spend and how you're spending it. It's odd to me. So yeah, I, I guess, you know, that's a, Hey, might as well start. We got some new folks in charge, start spending smart. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. It, it, you know what? That will be exciting, Nick, to see if there is any kind of difference in the way that this front new front office will approach things in this off season and how they uh, decide to adjudicate dollars and, and where they uh, decide they want to be aggressive and how they put this roster together, right? It's, it's probably going to be a mixture of all types of things, whether it's bringing up guys from the, the minors and, and acquiring guys and uh, via the trade, right? So um, it will be interesting whether it's, done well or properly or will result in wins uh, next year that'll be remain to be seen but 
it'll be interesting to see a different vision and a way to construct this roster come uh, come this winter. So everybody, uh, you know, we're talking anniversaries, uh, obviously with the playoffs going on, it's like, well, on this date in White Sox history, the Sox did this, the Sox did that. And there hasn't been a lot of uh, material, you know, because they just, there hasn't been a lot of appearances, even though the Sox have been around for, you know, 500 years, uh, <laughs> there's just not a lot to go off of. But, uh, you know, on this date uh, here, October 15th, as we record, uh, game four of the 2005 ALCS, uh, and then October 16th, game five, the clincher of the ALCS. So uh, those were that series, man. Canerico was the MVP. You had what a pitching performance. I don't think you're ever going to see that. You're not going to. You're, not, you're not. never going to see what happened during that ALCS in 2005. No, you didn't even need the bullpen. I mean, it was just, it was unreal. I was at a bar in Bridgeport uh, for game one of the ALCS. (laughs) It was called Puffers at the time. It was like 33rd in Halstead, which is now Mitchell's Tap on Halstead. Same location, Mm -hmm. Halstead and 33rd. And that was game one, and that was the loss. And I just had that that sick feeling, even though... All the excitement, I just felt like, ah, oh, that was a fun run. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was fun. And I am really, I, 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 I'm so sad that that was my initial reaction, but that was my initial reaction. And then they just rattled it off. Um, and it was uh, so fun. We, you and I watched mm-hmm. several of those games uh, together, I believe, uh, during that series. And you know, uh, probably next episode, we'll even be able to talk a little 2005 World Series, you know, because that's what we do every time it comes around. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, that series was was great. I remember it was uh, Anderson for the for the Angels that really ripped our heart out, in the, heart out in the first game of that series. And I, like you, was thinking that it was over after game one. I remember the, the build up to game one in that series was... Uh, how tired the Angels would be because they had just finished off with the Yankees. I think it was extra innings or something like that. And they were flying, you know, from LA to Chicago in the middle of the night to play a game the next day. I don't remember all the circumstances. I just remember it was like, oh, the the Angels are going to be exhausted. They're never going to be able to compete. The Sox are well-rested. They just swept away the Red Sox. You know, all this, we had all the momentum and playing at home. And then here comes the Angels are exhausted and they, they found a way to steal game one. So, um, you know, uh, can we go back? Can we, can we just like, you know, go back to a multiverse where that can just repeat itself on end? That would be great. But, uh, yeah. Memories like the corner yeah. of my mind. Misty yeah. Um, memories. You'll, you'll see a lot of those highlights uh, this coming week on social media. Um, you know, sacks clinching, heading, heading to the world series. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, we want to move on, right? We, we want, we want a new team to rally around and, and create some new championship memories, but you know, we don't. So you and I were at a, at a, at a good age where, man, we, we had, we were able to live through that uh, and, and have really crystal clear memories of where you were, who you were with and that your team, you know, that in, in sharing it with, you know, multiple generations, and, and they're kind of experiencing it for the first time because it hasn't happened, yeah. you know, in so many years. 
it's it's a magical moment that that absolutely has to be revisited. And again, since we don't have a lot of these in in our White Sox history, you, you pay attention to it. So um, before we uh, head out, of course, as promised, the Pedro Grafol quote of the week. Um, this was uh, from uh, just shortly after he was hired uh, in November 2022. My job is going to be, and the staff's job is going to be, to make sure that the energy is high every mm. night and we are prepared to win ball games. It starts in spring training. The level of intensity and uh, to our practices, cage work, the details. Attacking margins are going to be extremely critical in developing the culture and chemistry of this ball club. And that was your Pedro Grafol quote of the week, hopefully sponsored by Super Rope in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, if we can just get our, just, you know, if we can get our communication together. Um, we'll so the culture and chemistry, uh, I, I, I zero in on that. That did not, that did not go right. Process. <laughs> process. It takes, it's a several year process, Nick. And it was addressed. Those things will, were addressed. We'll, address we'll, we'll flush it. Yeah. So that, again, as I mentioned, along with, with the players and the actual talent, you know, the Sox are trying to figure out, well, what, who are we? What's our mm-hmm. identity? You know, and, and that's, that's sometimes a bigger task than just filling out the roster. It's just, can we get the chemistry right here? And maybe that's why Pedro's saying, I got to have Salvi. I got to have Salvi Perez. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be the one that's just going to unify everything. Yeah, when I heard cage, I, I just immediately thought like a cage match, like in wrestling, like yeah, that would be maybe that's what they should do. Just get a WWE Royal Royal Rumble style cage match and uh, just work out their issues. And then all of a sudden culture would be fantastic. Sometimes that, you know, when you just absolutely get real and you just got to, mm-hmm. you know, throw some fists, a couple of body slams, a few suplexes, you know, a couple of eye gets, gouges, back rakes. Somebody gets DDT'd. Hey, yeah. you get DDT'd, you know, you probably, hey, you, you'll have a different way of looking at things, perhaps. Big boot, big leg. <laughs> just a big boot off the rope. Uh, clear, clear the cobwebs out a bit. Uh, you might be able to just have a little bit more synergy. We're just, you know, we're linked a little bit more. You know, yeah. I, I ate some boot, and hey, I think we're able to play better as a team. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'd we'll pay do. for that. I would love well, that would to be see that. That should be what Sox Fest is. It's like we have yeah. no Q and A. There's no merchandise. We just mm-hmm. have a ring. Uh, you know, and just watch all the players just bash their brains. I think that'd be fun for fans too. I think we just, you know, just rattle it. Here comes <laughs> yeah. you and I coming out of the, yeah. out of the yeah. back and just running into the ring, just ultimate warrior style, <laughs> just going at it with other Sox podcasts. That would be super. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim Anderson, watch out, you know, keep that jaw, keep, keep that, keep that hand up. Watch for watch your jaw. You never know. Uh, someone <laughs> might swing. And catch you on that jaw. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, again, no, no announcement of Sox Fest, but that, that's an idea, just a thought, just a thought, Pat. <laughs> that's what we're here for ideas. Uh, well, we'll try to do this all over again next week. What do you say, Pat? Yeah, we'll try. Let's do it. Let's Sounds do it good. to it. I'm here. Appreciate for it. Uh, all of the folks jumping in on the comments. Thank you so much for passing this podcast along. Uh, subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. We appreciate that. 
Uh, join us on Sunday nights. Try to do it uh, every Sunday evening, 9.15. Uh, the audio uh, version available absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter, X, at Good Guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.